What's up, everybody? It is Casey Washak here, co-creator of the Fit and 42, and your host, your captain, your navigator to the Fit and 42 life. Guys, today, um, I drew inspiration from one of our partners in our Palm Springs gym, Dulce McMillan, posted yesterday a great Facebook post about the shame associated with food. And so it just got me thinking. And so what, obviously, um, in this platform, I can dive a lot deeper than Dulce can on a Facebook post. But she made some amazing points. And I just wanted to dive a little deeper and really dive into to why people feel shame associated with food, all right? And so we're not talking about fat shaming, first off. We're not talking about people who who make fun of or negative towards people who are starting off on this journey. They're in the first couple steps. In my opinion, that's just a punk because – Especially, um, you know, you see it on Facebook all the time and Instagram talking about uh, all these New Year's resolutioners are going to be in the gym, crowding the gym on January 1st. You can't complain about people trying to change and then complain about how people eat and how people live their life. You can't play both sides of the coin. Pick a side. And once again, I look at this whole lifestyle transformation as like similar to somebody who's going through a substance abuse, like and going through rehab. Food is a substance and it's abused a lot, right? And it's all predicated around the lifestyle. And so if you're going to have to change if you're going to change one thing, you got to change everything in a lot of cases. So you can't sit there and and get upset that these people are trying to change their lives. All right? So now I'm going to get off my soapbox. And I want to talk about Dulce's post when it comes to feeling shame around fat or around food, I'm sorry. And I don't I'm not going to read her post. But she brought up some really good points, and I just wanted to dive deeper into them. Um, you know, she mentions how people feel shame or when they don't feel in control. And she mentions how, like, weight loss and, and this, this lifestyle overhaul is mindset first food exercise next you change your mindset you'll change how you eat and you'll change how you move but now i just want to dive deeper in that and so i think what i first have to do guys when i saw this post i was like why do people feel shame 
Because honestly, um, if you if you create guidelines for yourself, there should be no shame. So let me read the definition of shame. A painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. So, the shame associated to food, or like you go out and you pig out, and then you have that feeling of shame, is because you know better. But you did it anyways. Guys, I have two little kids. They walk into the room, and their shoulders are down, their heads forward, and they're, and they're holding their, their arms across their chest. That's shame. They did something. It's written all over their face and their body language. I then have to pry and figure out what they did. Like, what did you destroy? What did you take apart? So, that is shame. And so there's, there's, um, there is, a reason for this, in my opinion. It's because many people don't create guidelines for themselves. They don't create a roadmap for themselves or parameters to live inside of. Jocko Willink, a famous Navy SEAL, so many decorations, this guy is on another level. His whole philosophy is discipline creates freedom. And I totally buy into that. And so let's use food as this example. If I say to myself, man, I'll tell you my system. So Monday through Friday, I eat clean. I eat a certain way. Friday night or Saturday, depending on the family and what our plans are, I have a cheat dinner. That typically looks like pizza. That typically looks like burgers. And when I'm talking burger, it's usually, I, I like making them myself because I can put everything on it. I get the family involved. But we're talking bacon, avocado, cheese, everything on this burger. I do the same thing with the pizza. But the funny part is, guys, is when you create guidelines for yourself, that cheat starts getting healthier and healthier, especially when you have an end goal in mind. Like, I, I read the comments of Dulce's post. There's a picture of her eating a slice of pizza. Now, you and if you look at Dulce's arm, she's 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 really she's lean. You can see her muscle in her arm as she's about to take this bite of pizza. You don't realize that Dulce wakes up at three a.m. and I might get this wrong. It's either two thirty in the morning or three a.m. and is at the gym every day. 
And that sheet that you see in that picture, the one she feels no shame from because she's doing the work day to day, that sheet you see in the picture, it's cauliflower crust. So that's what I'm saying is what happens when people make a decision to change and say, this is what I want life to look like. This is what I want to look like. This is how I want to live my life. But I do want to create a little bit of freedom but that only comes after the discipline. That cheat, quote unquote, starts looking healthier and healthier. So, so Dulce's idea of a cheat, many people wouldn't even touch it. My burnt, so, and same thing, I'll either use uh, cauliflower pizza crust. But then I load up on bacon, I put chicken, I put the works on my pizza. But my burger has no bun. I use goat's cheese because regular cheese messes me up. I have bacon, avocado, like it's not a Big Mac. Oh, and my burger's usually bison, grass-fed bison. So, like, your cheat starts becoming healthier as you go deeper into this process and as you start nearing your goals because that cheat if you're eating let's just say you're eating six times a day that's with snacks and shakes and everything that's 42 meals a week monday through sunday your cheat is one but you start seeing the 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 fruits of your effort, everything starts to change. And so in my honest opinion, when it comes to shame, shame's only felt when you've done foolish behavior or the consciousness of wrong, meaning you lied to yourself. You said you wanted something. You said that, that, I want to be able to do this or look like this or, you know, be able to experience this, but then your actions prove otherwise. But if you create framework, one meal a week, you want cheesecake for dinner? Eat cheesecake for dinner. There's no shame. Because you're living in a framework you've set up for yourself to be able to hit that target down the road. So in my opinion, shame comes from a lack of self-confidence. Now, Ed Milet has a great um, perspective on self-confidence. Self-confidence is basically, like when you're feeling confident and when you, and when you have a lot of um, belief in yourself, it's because you don't lie to yourself. You, you keep the promises you make to yourself. I don't believe in fad diets. I don't believe in master cleanses and juice fasts. But if you do it, or if you decide to do it, do it. Don't lie to yourself. Don't quit halfway. Because that erodes 
your overall self-confidence, your overall belief in yourself. So, in short, self-confidence is like a muscle. You got to work it. You got to be consistent with it. You have to keep the promises you keep to yourself. You say you're going to wake up at a certain time, wake up at a certain time, whether you want to or not. You say you're going to eat a certain way and you're only going to cheat at certain times. Like, I don't call it, like, I call them cheats for lack of a better way of putting it, but it's it's my eating way. It's my lifestyle. It's not a cheat. It's how I live. This does not end. This is the roadmap I set for myself, my family, and this is what we follow. And so that's that's another point is guys, we go to work and there is, we were taught, like if you work for someone else, you have a specific job to move the business forward, right? You, you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z in the nine-to-five job you have. But where is that for our life? Where is that structure for our life? Usually we freestyle it. And so we don't create, so Jocko says discipline creates freedom. I like to say structure creates free freedom. It, it all boils down to structure, but then you need the discipline to keep that structure. And especially in the beginning, we always talk about this. The beginning is the hardest part because you're going against the grain. You're going against the, the, the tide. You're going against what you're used to the habits you've already built for yourself that aren't serving you. All of a sudden you want to make a 180 or even not even a 180. You want to make a a 5% turn. It's still going to be hard at first. Then you build that habit and then you add to it and build that habit. So I loved Dulce's post. And one of the things, I mean, she mentions it in the post. If this is your 15th time, your first or your 15th attempt at weight loss, it's all a mind game. If it's your 15th attempt at weight loss, the amount of excitement you're going to have, the amount of, is going to be way less. You've beat yourself down 14 other times. And for whatever reason, this is why... I don't like fad diets is because diets end. There is an end point to the diet. And then what do you do? Instead of creating a structure of a lifestyle, this this is how Casey, this is how the Washaks operate. So, um, guys, I know it's, I'm not attacking, okay? Um, when I write these podcasts, or write, when I speak these podcasts, um, I usually have one person in mind. I, 
I saw Dulce's post. I started thinking about some of the people I've talked to, and I'm speaking to one person. It's just usually um, the reason I do this podcast is because that, that one person has common issues that a lot of other people are going through. So I'm not pointing the finger. I just want to make sure everybody knows that. When I say you, um, A, that's the Marine in me coming out. Everything's you, hey, you, you know, so, um, but also I'm, I'm in my head, I'm talking to one person. I just know that this is a common theme and it's a common issue amongst a lot of people. So I've gotten messages and I've had people message me who pretty much tell me to F off because, uh, sounds like I'm picking on them. And that's not true. But obviously something I said sparked a nerve, which is good. But you have two decisions. You. People have two decisions to make. There's a crossroads now. Is if this upset you, or like if one of my other podcasts upset you, do you stick up your middle finger at me and then just tune me out? Or do you self-reflect and say, you know what? Uh, this guy's got a couple points. Maybe I need to work on that. So just something to think about, guys. But, hey, if you're not following Dulce and Jason and Ryan and Gabe and Antoine and David and Jenna, the, the whole gang, if you're not following them, there is so much gold going out. Jerry, I gotta forget Jerry. There's there's so much gold going out, and thoughts going out to Facebook land and Instagram land that um, you might want to start following those guys too, because I'm just piggybacking a lot, off a lot of what they're saying. All right, guys. So, hey, create some structure. Then there's no shame as long as you have the discipline to follow the structure you set for yourself. All right, guys, take care, and I'll talk to you soon.